the Bible. From America's colonial period to her rise to become the richest, most powerful nation in history, the ideas and values that guide us, protect us, and hold our society together flow from the pages of this book of books. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Our founding documents affirm and build on the scriptural concepts of God-given, not state-granted rights, and of liberty under law. The biblical worldview shaped our work ethic, made education a priority, and birthed the notion of finite, limited government under divine authority. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The Pilgrims, the Puritans, the Founding Fathers, and American leaders throughout our history have emphasized the Bible's importance to America. The first and almost the only book worthy of universal attention is the Bible. John Quincy Adams. But for the book, we cannot know right from wrong. All the things desirable to man are contained in it. Abraham Lincoln. The foundations of our society and our government rest so much on the teachings of the Bible that it would be difficult to support them if faith in these teachings would cease to be practically universal in our country. Calvin Coolidge. The Bible Live is your opportunity to listen to the Bible. A 15 to 20 minute reading every weeknight. The entire Bible every year. Now, here's the host of the Bible Live, your Apache Indian scout on this annual excursion through the Word, Soapy Dollar. So happy to be with you this evening as we continue our way through the Bible. As we wind down the week and move toward the weekend, I hope that you're looking forward to a time to rest and relax a bit. Some folks have to work through the weekend as well, but most of us get to slow down a little bit. And in particular, I hope that your plans include a church family as well as your physical family that you're able to all join with other families in your neighborhood and your area. However, the Lord has led you to find a congregation or a church. Just because a building has a cross on it doesn't make it a good church. You have to be selective these days. You have to be careful to find a congregation that truly loves the Lord and loves his word, a pastor that loves his people. It's not like they're rarities yet, but I hope you find a good congregation where you can worship the Lord, exalt him and praise his name, and grow in the context of worshiping God and experiencing his presence as a congregation. Well, we're going to continue tonight through the book of Ezekiel. He's a remarkable individual, this prophet Ezekiel, a young man as he began his ministry at age 30 there in Babylon, very artistic, creative in so many ways. He is preaching to the people of Israel that are there in Judah. Now, of course, he's preaching as well to the people of Babylon. There are Babylonians who hear the message of the true and living God, the creator of the universe, the message of redemption, of salvation, of cleansing, of forgiveness, and that seek to know and walk with the true and living God. Ezekiel is having a great ministry there, primarily, though, focused toward the people of Israel who have been taken into exile over into Babylon. We'll come back, and I'll catch you up as to where we are in his messages. Right now, though, let's go to our Wisdom and Worship segment, a reading from the Psalms and the Proverbs here on The Bible Live. Psalm 119, it's the longest chapter in the Bible, and we're picking up now at verse 129, talking again about the beauty of God's Word. Psalm 119, 129 through 144. Your decrees are wonderful. No wonder I obey them. As your words are taught, they give light. Even the simple can understand them. 
I open my mouth, panting expectantly, longing for your commands. Come and show me your mercy, as you do for all who love your name. Guide my steps by your word, so I will not be overcome by any evil. Rescue me from the oppression of evil people. Then I can obey your commandments. Look down on me with love. Teach me all your principles. Rivers of tears gush from my eyes because people disobey your law. O Lord, you are righteous and your decisions are fair. Your decrees are perfect. They are entirely worthy of our trust. I am overwhelmed with rage for my enemies have disregarded your words. Your promises have been thoroughly tested. That is why I loved them so much. I am insignificant and despised, but I don't forget your commandments. Your justice is eternal, and your law is perfectly true. As pressure and stress bear down on me, I find joy in your commands. Your decrees are always fair. Help me to understand them that I may live. End of reading Psalm 119, 129 through 144. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. I will testify to love. That's what it's all about. The creator who so loved his creation that he gave his only son to purchase the redemption of a wayward, rebellious, and fallen creation. What a beautiful message is ours, and what a Savior. Talking about the beauty of that message in the book of the Psalms. Now, as we turn to the book of Ezekiel, we open with a funeral song tonight. Ezekiel uses many illustrations to communicate his messages. In the picture here of a lioness and her two cubs, he raises the curiosity of the listeners. The lioness symbolizes the nation of Judah, and the two cubs were two of its final kings before it was destroyed. The illustration shows that for Judah, there is no hope for a quick return from exile, and there will be no escape from the approaching Babylonian armies. And then, of course, Ezekiel will go on to continue to tell the people of Judah they were judged because of their wickedness. The Bible Life. Ezekiel 19.1 through 22.16. Ezekiel 19. Sing this funeral song for the princes of Israel. What is your mother? A lioness among lions. She lay down among the young lions and reared her cubs. She raised one of her cubs to become a strong young lion. He learned to catch and devour prey, and he became a man-eater. Then the nations heard about him, and he was trapped in their pit. They led him away in chains to the land of Egypt. When the mother lion saw that all her hopes for him were gone, she took another of her cubs and taught him to be a strong lion. He prowled among the other lions and became a leader among them. He learned to catch and devour prey, and he too became a man-eater. He demolished fortresses in nearby nations and destroyed their towns and cities. Their farms were desolated and their crops were destroyed. Everyone in the land trembled in fear when they heard him roar. Then the armies of the nations attacked him, surrounding him from every direction. They spread out their nets for him and captured him in their pit. With hooks they dragged him into a cage and brought him before the king of Babylon. They held him in captivity, so his voice could never again be heard on the mountains of Israel. 
Your mother was like a vine planted by the water's edge. It had lush green foliage because of the abundant water. Its branches became very strong, strong enough to be a ruler's scepter. It soon became very tall, towering above all the others. It stood out because of its height and because of its many lush branches. But the vine was uprooted in fury and thrown down to the ground. The desert wind dried up its fruit and tore off its branches. Its stem was destroyed by fire. Now the vine is growing in the wilderness, where the ground is hard and dry. A fire has come from its branches and devoured its fruit. None of the remaining limbs is strong enough to be a ruler's scepter. This is a funeral song, and it is now time for the funeral. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Ezekiel 20. On August 14, during the seventh year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, some of the leaders of Israel came to request a message from the Lord. They sat down in front of me to wait for his reply. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give the leaders of Israel this message from the Sovereign Lord. How dare you come to ask for my help? As surely as I live, I will tell you nothing. This is the word of the Sovereign Lord. Son of man, bring judgment against them and condemn them. Make them realize how loathsome the actions of their ancestors really were. Give them this message from the Sovereign Lord. When I chose Israel and revealed myself to her in Egypt, I swore that I, the Lord, would be her God. I promised that I would bring her and her descendants out of Egypt to a land I had discovered and explored for them. A good land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the best of all lands anywhere. Then I said to them, Each of you get rid of your idols. Do not defile yourselves with the Egyptian gods, for I am the Lord your God. But they rebelled against me and would not listen. They did not get rid of their idols or forsake the gods of Egypt. Then I threatened to pour out my fury on them to satisfy my anger while they were still in Egypt. But I didn't do it, for I acted to protect the honor of my name. That way the surrounding nations wouldn't be able to laugh at Israel's God, who had promised to deliver his people. So I brought my people out of Egypt and led them into the wilderness. There I gave them my laws, so they could live by keeping them. Yes, all those who keep them will live. And I gave them my Sabbath days of rest as a sign between them and me. It was to remind them that I, the Lord, had set them apart to be holy, making them my special people. But the people of Israel rebelled against me, and they refused to obey my laws there in the wilderness. They wouldn't obey my instructions, even though obedience would have given them life. And they also violated my Sabbath days. So I threatened to pour out my fury on them, and I made plans to utterly consume them in the desert. But again, I held back in order to protect the honor of my name. That way, the nations who saw me lead my people out of Egypt wouldn't be able to claim I destroyed them because I couldn't take care of them. But I swore to them in the wilderness that I would not bring them into the land I had given them, a land flowing with milk and honey, the most beautiful place on earth. I told them this because they had rejected my laws, ignored my will for them, and violated my Sabbath days. Their hearts were given to idols. Nevertheless, I pitied them and held back from destroying them in the wilderness. Then I warned their children and told them not to follow in their parents' footsteps, defiling themselves with their idols. I am the Lord your God, I told them. Follow my laws, pay attention to my instructions, and keep my Sabbath days holy, for they are a sign to remind you that I am the Lord your God. But their children too rebelled against me. 
They refused to keep my laws and follow my instructions, even though obeying them would have given them life. And they also violated my Sabbath days. So again I threatened to pour out my fury on them in the wilderness. Nevertheless, I withdrew my judgment against them to protect the honor of my name among the nations who had seen my power in bringing them out of Egypt. But I took a solemn oath against them while they were in the wilderness. I vowed I would scatter them among all the nations because they did not obey my laws. They scorned my instructions by violating my Sabbath days and longing for the idols of their ancestors. I gave them over to worthless customs and laws that would not lead to life. I let them pollute themselves with the very gifts I had given them, and I allowed them to give their firstborn children as offerings to their gods, so I might devastate them and show them that I alone am the Lord. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Therefore, son of man, give the people of Israel this message from the Sovereign Lord. Your ancestors continued to blaspheme and betray me. For when I brought them into the land I had promised them, they offered sacrifices and incense on every high hill and under every green tree they saw. They roused my fury as they offered up sacrifices to their gods. They brought their perfumes and incense and poured out their drink offerings to them. I said to them, What is this high place where you are going? This idol shrine has been called Bama, high place, ever since. Therefore give the people of Israel this message from the Sovereign Lord. Do you plan to pollute yourselves just as your ancestors did? Do you intend to keep prostituting yourselves by worshiping detestable idols? For when you offer gifts to them and give your little children to be burned as sacrifices, you continue to pollute yourselves to this day. Should I listen to you or help you, O people of Israel? As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, I will not give you a message, even though you have come to me requesting one. You say, we want to be like the nations all around us who serve idols of wood and stone, but what you have in mind will never happen. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, I will rule you with an iron fist in great anger and with awesome power. With might and fury I will bring you out of the lands where you are scattered. I will bring you into the wilderness of the nations, and there I will judge you face to face. I will judge you there just as I did your ancestors in the wilderness after bringing them out of Egypt, says the Sovereign Lord. I will count you carefully and hold you to the terms of the covenant. I will purge you of all those who rebel and sin against me. I will bring them out of the countries where they are in exile, but they will never enter the land of Israel. And when that happens, you will know that I am the Lord. As for you, O people of Israel, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. If you insist, go right ahead and worship your idols, but then don't turn around and bring gifts to me. Such desecration of my holy name must stop. For on my holy mountain, says the Sovereign Lord, the people of Israel will someday worship me, and I will accept them. There I will require that you bring me all your offerings and choice gifts and sacrifices. When I bring you home from exile, you will be as pleasing to me as an offering of perfumed incense and I will display my holiness in you as all the nations watch. Then, when I have brought you home to the land I promised your ancestors, you will know that I am the Lord. You will look back at all your sins and hate yourselves because of the evil you have done. You will know that I am the Lord, O people of Israel, when I have honored my name by treating you mercifully in spite of your wickedness, says the Sovereign Lord. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, look toward the south and speak out against it. 
prophesy against the fields of the Negev. Give the southern wilderness this message from the Sovereign Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. I will set you on fire, O forest, and every tree will be burned, green and dry trees alike. The terrible flames will not be quenched. They will scorch everything from south to north, and all the world will see that I, the Lord, have set this fire. It will not be put out. Then I said, O Sovereign Lord, they are saying of me, He only talks in riddles. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Ezekiel 21. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, look toward Jerusalem and prophesy against Israel and her sanctuaries. Give her this message from the Lord. I am your enemy, O Israel, and I am about to unsheath my sword to destroy your people, the righteous and the wicked alike. Yes, I will not spare even the righteous. I will make a clean sweep throughout the land from south to north. All the world will know that I am the Lord. My sword is in my hand, and it will not return to its sheath until its work is finished. Son of man, groan before the people, groan before them with bitter anguish and a broken heart. When they ask you why, tell them, I groan because of the terrifying news I have heard. When it comes true, the boldest heart will melt with fear. All strength will disappear. Every spirit will faint. Strong knees will tremble and become as weak as water. And the Sovereign Lord says, It is coming. It's on its way. Then the Lord said to me, Son of man, give the people this message from the Lord. A sword is being sharpened and polished. It is being prepared for terrible slaughter. It will flash like lightning. Now will you laugh? Those far stronger than you have fallen beneath its power. Yes, the sword is now being sharpened and polished. It is being prepared for the executioner. Son of man, cry out and wail. Pound your thighs in anguish, for that sword will slaughter my people and their leaders. Everyone will die. It will put them all to the test. So now the sovereign Lord asks, what chance do they have? Son of man, prophesy to them and clap your hands vigorously. Then take the sword and brandish it twice, even three times, to symbolize the great massacre they will face. Let their hearts melt with terror, for the sword glitters at every gate. It flashes like lightning. It is polished for slaughter. O sword, slash to the right and slash to the left, wherever you will, wherever you want. I too will clap my hands and I will satisfy my fury. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, make a map and trace two routes on it for the sword of Babylon's king to follow. Put a signpost on the road that comes out of Babylon where the road forks into two. One road going to Ammon and its capital, Rabbah, and the other to Judah and fortified Jerusalem. The king of Babylon now stands at the fork, uncertain whether to attack Jerusalem or Rabbah. He will call his magicians to use divination. They will cast lots by shaking arrows from the quiver. They will inspect the livers of their animal sacrifices. Then they will decide to turn toward Jerusalem. With battering rams, they will go against the gates, shouting for the kill. They will put up siege towers and build ramps against the walls to reach the top. The people of Jerusalem will think it is a mistake because of their treaty with the Babylonians. But the king of Babylon will remind the people of their rebellion. Then he will attack and capture them. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Again and again your guilt cries out against you, for you are not ashamed of your sin. You don't even try to hide it. 
Wherever you go, whatever you do, all your actions are filled with sin. So now the time of your punishment has come. O oh, you corrupt and wicked prince of Israel, your final day of reckoning is here. Take off your jeweled crown, says the sovereign Lord. The old order changes. Now the lowly are exalted and the mighty are brought low. Destruction! Destruction! I will surely destroy the kingdom, and it will not be restored until the one appears who has the right to judge it. Then I will hand it over to him. And now, son of man, prophesy concerning the Ammonites and their mockery. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. My sword is drawn for your slaughter. It is sharpened to destroy, flashing like lightning. Your magicians and false prophets have given false visions and told lies about the sword. And now it will fall with even greater force on the wicked for whom the day of final reckoning has come. Should I return my sword to its sheath before I deal with you? No, I will destroy you in your own country, the land of your birth. I will pour out my fury on you and blow on you with the fire of my anger. I will hand you over to cruel men who are skilled in destruction. You are fuel for the fire, and your blood will be spilled in your own land. You will be utterly wiped out, your memory lost to history. I, the Lord, have spoken. Ezekiel 22 Now this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, are you ready to judge Jerusalem? Are you ready to judge this city of murderers? Denounce her terrible deeds in public, and give her this message from the Sovereign Lord. O city of murderers, doomed and damned, city of idols, filthy and foul, you are guilty of both murder and idolatry. Your day of destruction has come. You have reached the end of your years. I will make you an object of mockery throughout the world. O infamous city, filled with confusion, you will be mocked by people both far and near. Every leader in Israel who lives within your walls is bent on murder. Fathers and mothers are contentiously ignored. Resident foreigners are forced to pay for protection. Orphans and widows are wronged and oppressed. Inside your walls you despise my holy things and violate my Sabbath days of rest. People accuse others falsely and send them to their death. You are filled with idol worshippers and people who take part in lewd activities. Men sleep with their fathers' wives and have intercourse with women who are menstruating. Within your walls live men who commit adultery with their neighbors' wives, who defile their daughters-in-law, or who rape their own sisters. There are hired murderers, loan racketeers, and extortioners everywhere. They never even think of me and my commands, says the Sovereign Lord. But now I clap my hands in indignation over your dishonest gain and bloodshed. How strong and courageous will you be in my day of reckoning? I, the Lord, have spoken. I will do what I have said. I will scatter you among the nations and purge you of your wickedness. And when you have been dishonored among the nations, you will know that I am the Lord. End of reading Ezekiel 19.1 through 22.16. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
I know that we're not as familiar with the book of Ezekiel, these books of the Old Testament in particular, but I'm trying to give you a context for when Ezekiel preached these messages. These are just the final years now coming down to the time when Jerusalem is going to be destroyed. The armies of Babylon are already approaching. He mentions that tonight in the reading. He says that Nebuchadnezzar pauses on a road, make a map and trace two routes for the sword of Babylon's king to follow. Put a signpost on the road that comes out of Babylon where the road forks into two, one road going to Ammon and its capital, Rabbah, and the other to Judah and fortified Jerusalem. And he says the king of Babylon now stands there looking at the fork, uncertain whether to attack Jerusalem first or Rabbah, the capital of Ammon, the people of Ammon rebelled against Babylon about the same time in 589 BC as King Zedekiah did of Judah. Jeremiah talks about that in chapter 27 of his book. So Ezekiel gives this message to the exiles who had heard the news and were again filled with hope of returning to their homeland. He says that Babylon's king would march his armies into the region and he would put a stop to that rebellion. Traveling from the north, he would stop at the fork in the road, choosing between Rabbah, the capital of Ammon, and Jerusalem. He had to decide which of the cities he would destroy. And just as Ezekiel predicts in this passage now in chapter 21 that we read tonight, King Nebuchadnezzar went to Jerusalem, besieged it, and destroyed that city. Even Ezekiel here says, O oh, sovereign Lord, they are saying of me, he only talks in riddles. One of the most difficult things for a preacher of the word of God is that at times we despair. Is anyone listening? Is anyone understanding what is being said? God is trying to get your attention, America, San Antonio. Those of you who love God, who love his word and worship the true and living God, you must pay attention to what is happening. There are decisions being made that lead people into wickedness and sin and sexual depravity that will bring God's judgment down upon this city. There are good people. There are people who love God, but we're not involved in the process. We're not being salt and light as we should be. We're allowing people who do not love God, do not obey his word, do not honor his word to make decisions about our society and our culture here in our own city that will bring judgment on us. This whole idea of our city paying a huge amount of money out of our city budget to support depravity, supporting people getting into a lifestyle. Did you know that the life expectancy of people who caught up in the homosexual lifestyle, how many years less it is? We are not doing good for people when we encourage them in wickedness. Powerful preaching from Ezekiel tonight. He did not hold back. He's telling it like it is. And that's what we want, exactly, even in our times. Brian was pointing out to me during the break as we were talking about these passages and what they mean for us in our own times. He mentioned that passage in chapter 22. He says, I look for someone who would rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I search for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so that I wouldn't have to destroy the land. But the saddest words, I found no one. Folks, we have to get ourselves in order. We have to get our lives straight. We have to repent, turn back to the Lord. And I'm not talking about getting religious. I'm just talking about getting our lives straight, honoring God with our lives as our Bible forefathers Live did. Soapy See you next time. Soapy Reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live, Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas 78218. 
You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Now don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Start today and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's Word.